Today's guest is Terry Haynes. She is the organizer of BB's Beauty Bar. She loves supporting other women and their businesses. Topics of discussion, how she started her business and the reason why she wanted to make it bigger in bringing more awareness on postpartum depression in women. Please give a warm welcome to ever-blessed Terry Haynes. But hey, it's nice to see you again. Yes. <laughs> Let's do this. Let's do this. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Who has been your biggest supporter, mentor, role model over the course of your career? I'll say my aunt, even though she's really not here. Um, I'll say her because she's pretty much the brand for my businesses. Something portrays something to her. She passed in 2014. I'll say that. And I'll say, I guess when we say village, a lot, a lot of times I've tell people it's not always about children. Sometimes women need villages, men need villages, everybody needs a village. So um, I would say the village that I have are the people who pretty much push me to my highest potential. They kind of give me that. They hold me accountable. And I've heard people say you need an accountability team. Yes. And, like, if you're going to do this, make sure you're doing it to whatever. <laughs> potential you can do it like don't short yourself on what you know you're capable of doing like do that yes you have so much potential when you push yourself dude you do not know how much potential you have until you are pushed to the limit and then you go beyond that Mm -hmm. like there Mm -hmm. is no line in the sand when it comes to determination and Mm -hmm. uh, you know having someone being there as a backup like your village you know, identifying the accountability. That's awesome. That is so awesome. If you could give advice to your 16-year-old self, what would that be? I think it would be focus on your singleness. You know what I'm saying? Not everybody else um, understand that a lot of times that whatever people are going through, it has nothing to do exactly with you. But when people don't know how to handle themselves, they tend to bleed out on other people just Mm -hmm. because it's the closest thing to them. If they know that you're in a vulnerable moment in your life mentally, they're able to destroy you in the process of trying to build themselves. I would say for my 16-year-old self would be heal, learn to heal, seek mental health, uh, help, therapy, whatever it is to uh, push yourself to make it out of any situation. Mm-hmm. I seen some quote that said, and it kind of stuck to me as what type of person I am. Um, And it said that it's crazy to think that being single is the safest way to uh, protect my feelings. And that's sad that it made me think of myself. But that's just how sometimes it is. Like when you go through so much stuff at a young age and your mind has to up levels outside of just going with the ages that you are, you have to think differently, protect yourself differently. You have you see things differently and you don't know how much that affects you in your adulthood when you want to be alone and you're like that's not the best way to be but that's what I've known to my best healing to be was alone because I had to learn how to deal with stuff on my own so yeah. it's it sucks especially yeah. when um it's it sucks that a lot of stuff that they go through um girl little girls women just in general it's it's a lot of weight that they have to deal with yeah not only do they have to protect their heart they have to protect their body <laughs> and their that, and their mind but it also it is it's to educate them that they mm-hmm. have the control and their body is theirs and it belongs to them. But when someone tries to invade that space, it's that's it's hard to take back, you know, right. 
heart. It affects you mentally. It makes you ill. It makes you have health issues because you have to deal with the uh, the after effect of someone going to the point where they're inappropriately doing something to you or saying verbally abusing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that takes a toll on it. Everyone doesn't matter what right. child or adult or whichever. But so even if being single, it's um, it's the step in the right direction. But you can't be single you know, all your life, unless that's your choice. But uh, it's like, there's, there's a lot of people who are wanting to take that leap and become in a relationship or have a spouse or, and have children. But it's like the things that we have to sacrifice to even have that. Right. We lose ourselves in the process of it sometimes because we are wanting to make everyone else happy or make our children happy. And we, it's, it's just like, it's a domino effect. <laughs> it's just like, it constantly it, just keeps it. <laughs> It is. I have sons, so I have to uh, try not to let that be my mindset, but I know that's the mindset that I have to have. It's not that I have to have, but it's just the mindset that I've had just from experiencing things. And having sons is people don't understand that men go through that too. You know what I'm saying? And and I tell my son when he does something or he does something that I'm not sure about, I'm like, well, where did you learn that from? Mm-hmm. And I tell him um, in the most transparent way, I tell him, I say, when somebody hurts you, that hurts your mind. Right. And I don't hurt your mind. I don't ever want you to experience anything that I've ever had to experience in life. If it's up to me to avoid it, it's up to me to stop it. I'll do whatever it is for me to get to that point. And I tell him that I'm willing to put my life on the line to make sure that nobody hurts you Mm -hmm. and tell him that's just what my job is to do. My job is to be your protector. And that's what I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to protect you even when you're an adult. I'm not supposed to let anybody come in and hurt you, hinder you, uh, destroy you any type of way. That's not what my goal as your mother, my job as your mother to do. Right, right. And I, you know, being a person of color, we have to Mm -hmm. also have that discussion with our kids about, you know, systemic racism situations that have been exploding over the social media and news and all these people catching it on, you know, their phones about someone, you know, beating someone up because of their color, um, being stopped at the just for a random ticket and, and the police decides to shoot a kid that looks like your son, you know. What kind of discussions do we have to talk in depth about? It doesn't matter how much we try to prepare them for the world. We already have the world against us. And it's like, what kind of conversations do you have with your kids in regards to that? You know, Um, I guess on my my youngest son, well, my oldest son, he's only five. He'll be six. I always tell him that I'm tough on you because when you go in this world, they're not going to show you no mercy. They're going to treat you a certain type of way. And they may or may not, but I'm preparing you for what I know that 90% of what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just try to tell him that I try to teach you um, certain things in the world, because when you get out here, they're going to try to strip certain things away from you for you not to learn. Because mm-hmm. if you learn certain things in this world, you are not a target. Yep. You know, stuff that they didn't expect you to know. Mm-hmm. That's my job to teach you what they're not going to teach you. That's my job to tell you when you go in these streets, you have to have a book smart mentality. You have to have a street smart mentality because the way this world is going to try to teach you, they're going to try to flip everything on you. So if you can tell them, hey, I can do both sides, but I can be professional with you. I'm going to talk to you in a professional way. Now you're not going to jeopardize my character as well, but you're not going to disrespect me. You're going to give me the same respect I'm giving you. Mm -hmm. And I tell 
respect people, you speak to people, whether they speak or not, that has nothing to do with you. You get you did your good deed for the day. You spoke to somebody who didn't speak to you. That has nothing to do. Like I tell people all the time, I tell my kids, what somebody's going through has zero to do with you. Mm -hmm. Nothing. Give them the armor to protect them Mm -hmm. with the most strongest thing that you can give a child is knowledge. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's the shield and armor that they can protect themselves from idiots out there who think because you cross their path and they just the wrong order at McDonald's and you were just decided to walk in front of them at the same time. Like, oh, you know what? (laughs) No, I'm sorry. (laughs) Right. That ain't going to happen. That ain't going to work with me. So, right. But yeah, that's that's very encourageable that you're doing that. Just a thought scares Mm -hmm. the crap out of me when I see that. The videos of, you know, these kids are like my son's age. I have the 25, a, a 16 year old and a nine year old. Like mm-hmm. it's scares the living because they, they'll go by the book, too. And it doesn't matter. Like you said, you know, that's good that you are encouraging that to have them with that knowledge to carry mm-hmm. on with them because they need to be book smart and street smart to live, live the life between this cruel, cruel world. I swear it's just like it's unbelievable. But um, mm-hmm. so tell me, where did you grow up? Um, I grew up Well, I was born in Decatur, Illinois, um, and I grew up in Jacksonville, Florida. It's a big I tell people it's a big transition from going from a, um, a fast paced environment to a place that kind of slowed down because mm-hmm. it was a lot of stuff when I came to sixth grade that I knew from elementary. But when I came here, they were kind of concerned of not really concerned, but kind of mm, like, how do you know that already um, <laughs> made my mind still want to be more well, even being here so long? I still have not really like I call this home. I've been here long enough, but I still tell people that this is not a place that I would want to be forever. It's the city I'm in is I think they said it's the biggest place land wise in the United States. But it's just how big it is. It just seems so small. Mm-hmm. So what is do you have a goal to to? move on to another location yes i don't know if i want to be in florida still um i thought about little small places in georgia i eventually want to go maybe to like tennessee texas something up in that nature i just want my kids to see that if i keep you in your comfort zone you're never going to get out right like if i stay here in florida i feel like i'm not going further than where i could be because i know i know these amount of people and i know that if I need something, they can help me. But I know if I go to Georgia, I don't know nobody here. So I know that I have to really put my foot on the gas and I really have to go. There's no stopping. There's no, I know that I can't sit here and depend on somebody up the street. I have to do this for me. Mm-hmm. I just want my kids to know that if you want to go back to Florida, that's your, that's your, that's your decision. But I want you to know that there's more out here. See other stuff. That's why I tell people I want my kids to go to school as far as they can go. See other things first before you just commit to something. Mm-hmm. We, we used to be a time we commit to something so quickly to be close to family and friends. And then we find out that that just hindered us because now we hanging with our friends and doing more of this and not putting ourselves in a position. When I graduated or if I moved a little bit in my earlier 20s, I probably would be further with a lot of stuff. I probably would have took the, the choice to move further because I knew that there's nobody here to stop me. It's only me stopping me. Mm-hmm. And this help my friends. I can help my family. I can help this person, help this person. So now I didn't help 20 people. And now I'm behind because I didn't help all you guys, but still put myself last. No, I can't do that. 
No, no, you can't do that. Have you ever thought of like um, traveling outside of the States? I was born in Okinawa, Japan, but that was because my mother was in the military. Have you ever thought of going outside of the States and doing that? Because their educational system, when I came here from England in 88, they literally had to put me a year behind on my grade because based on the school system here, they don't, they go based on your birthday. So yeah. I, I literally had to repeat a grade twice and I was already, yeah, I know that's what I'm saying. Like, what, it, where did this all come from? September 1st, you know, who, right. who created this? So when I came over here, I was literally like above and beyond the literacy of the grade. And so I was so bored because I already knew this stuff with the mm-hmm. UK system. Educational system is like literally like four to six years ahead I sped through all my grades and had all these, you know, I was in accelerated programs in my classes. I then after that, I graduated with the honors and I was pregnant at the same time. So I was like, and then on top of that, like in college, I was a algebra math tutor. You know what? Honestly, I haven't. Like, I'm still kind of like, the. I wouldn't say scared. I guess maybe I'm scared of maybe the possibilities of getting out. And I think that's just some of the stuff that holds me back as a person. Mm. Uh, Honestly, I wouldn't mind uh, going to another country and experiencing things on a different level uh, because, you know what I'm saying? If we don't, we'll never know what works if we don't try it out. We never Mm -hmm. know what we don't try the locks. Um, So, I mean, I, I honestly wouldn't mind. Like if I was in a position that I had to go somewhere for a year, uh, with my children, I probably would take the I probably would take that. And I feel like that would probably put us in a different mindset, because, of course, when you overseas, you time frames are different. So, of course, we're not going to be speaking to everybody like that. And that would probably put us in a mindset to work harder because now we can't really communicate with people like we want to. So now it's just us. Like, what are we going to do with us? Like, what are we going to do with this foundation we built here? But I, I honestly, I do want to visit some stuff and I do want to learn along the way. I probably would do something like that. Honestly, yeah. just think about it. Like, I probably would take them. Yeah. Think outside the box. I mean, there's so much more. I mean, I swear there's so much more. And uh, so how would you describe yourself if someone was to get to know you? How would you describe yourself? I'm very transparent. I'm very introverted, but I tend to, I guess I would say when it comes to certain things, I would be, um, I would say like a weak spot. I think everybody has a weak spot for certain things and certain people. And I think people are my weak spot because Mm -hmm. I always want to make sure that people are like, okay, like as much as I can beat down somebody's throat, like you need to do this. Why are you not doing this? But it's still that weak spot to like make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to do. um, Because I just want people to be in a position of peace and clarity. Like, like why be in a situation you don't have to be into? Like Mm -hmm. I, earn that in life like you know what i'm saying you only put yourself in a situation i guess i would say serious a lot of people see me as serious i'm very mental like uh mentally driven like it takes a lot for me to just sit and talk with people if it's not nothing that's going to mentally capture me like we can't sit and talk about the music videos that's going on like are we <laughs> With the conversation, are we talking about the message behind the music video? Are we digging deeper why they wrote the song? Like, are we hearing a message? Like, I like to get to that standpoint. So it's just, yeah. So I guess it's just, but that's just over time when you you learn to heal yourself, you kind of get in your mind and kind of see things a little bit differently. So 
there is a saying in Spanish, um, but I won't, I'll translate it in English. It's, um, <laughs> you don't have any hair on your tongue, which means you have no hold back on what you have, what you want <clears throat> to say to somebody. Like me, I'm very hold bar. I don't like to insult or criticize anyone. I'm kind of like around the bush, like, yeah, you know, maybe we should go and, uh, but somebody who's like, has no hair in their tongue, they're like, you know what? You need to do this. Stop doing that get over there or whatever it is it is and i'm just like you know what maybe you should just put the volume down just a little <laughs> that's just me that's just, and it's like i don't it's, know that's just me so <laughs> i have a brother that's like that you know what i'm saying my brother's not confrontational you know what i'm saying but if you do poke the bear you know what i'm saying yeah. then you get that side of him um i have friends like that are very sweet don't like to start confrontations and i will say i'm a confrontational person it's just if I'm giving you respect or like I tell people, I'm a person, I harbor so much stuff and then I let it tip over. And then I'm like, OK, listen, now this is it. <laughs> I let fly one through 10. Now you went to 11 and I'm like, OK, now we got to we got to figure out what's we got to find a median here because mm -mm, we got to bring it back to a five because you just we can't tip no more. I don't want to tip. And I tell people. I, it takes a lot for when people say like, oh, you're mad or something like it takes a lot because I give people a million chances mm -hmm. to understand. Like, OK, well, mm -hmm. if keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> the next question is, what is the one common myth about your profession or field that you want to debunk? I had BB's Beauty Bar. Um, that was a beauty bar I started um, pretty much perfecting in my mind or pretty much blueprinting. Um, I'll say December 2019, after I had my youngest son, October 2019, I went through postpartum with him and I wanted to find a way out of it. Like I, I knew that mental health was needed, but in order to kind of know what you need, you got to kind of reality check yourself. So when I had my youngest son, I ended up with staying in a one bedroom, which is me and my sons. And I had to really reality check myself. I was doing therapy, but I had to find myself again. And I was lost uh, between my pregnancy and with my son's father and some of the stuff that he was doing while I was pregnant. So I feel like mentally, if I lose my mind mentally, my children no longer have me fully. Mm -hmm. Right. There mentally, you don't have my physical because at this point I'm now sick or my body is shutting down or people are having strokes and you're stressing. And now my kids are with somebody else because I'm stressing or I'm doing this or I'm going through that. So um, I had to find something outside of my box that I didn't do a lot of self-care, wanting to lay in the bed or I was a person that I had to stay moving. Sleep with your babies, you sleep when they rest. I couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. Like my mile a minute, it was just going, 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 going. But in the process of me going, 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 I was neglecting myself. So um, I came up with the BB's Beauty Bar. It pretty much was just a seed to help other women like myself who were going through something and needed a small outlook out on life outside of what they go through. Um, and that came with I started doing lashes on myself and I started trying to figure out what could enhance me? And it wasn't to hide what I was doing. It was to enhance the understanding of I'm still in there. But if I have to use an alter ego or I have to use something to pull me out, if I'm drowning, they're going to give me a float to help me get up. So why can't I use something else to help me get out of this dark space? So I learned to put on wigs and I was just looking in the mirror and I felt like a different person. And I was fine with feeling like somebody else because who the person I was, I didn't like that person at that moment. 
and that's fine. We you, you're never gonna always be okay. And I and I learned that stuff. Like I said, I had to mentally reality check myself. I had to sit in this room and I had to understand that I can't be with a man and nobody can come here with my kids. And I had to really understand things about myself while raising men. I can't bring men around young men that I'm raising mm-hmm. for y'all to just be in my house. That makes no sense. Right. I had to learn to branch. I think I officially launched around May 2020. And when I say it, it took a toll on things because once I kind of started explaining to people the background behind it, they started seeing me more as, okay, you're doing this, but that message, it's the message you're bringing out that's going to really grab people. You don't know it yet. So it got to the point that um, I started getting, once I started explaining that to people, people started wanting me to explain about postpartum. And I, and I started branching that out to people, telling people stuff about postpartum that they didn't know what to look for, that men go through postpartum too. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows so much stuff until somebody brings it to the forefront. And I had to really break that down for people. But that was the best decision I made was starting BB's Beauty Bar. And it wasn't just, like I said, just the products because now I have expanded more products from where I started a year ago. It's just the thought that somebody can buy my product and inside there's a thank you letter explaining to them that this business is not just for this product that you bought. This business is to help you understand that you're not by yourself, that if you call this number that has this business information on it, that if you call this number or takes this number, that the owner of this business is willing to help you through whatever you're going through. That if you're going through postpartum, okay, so what is it that you need? What resources do you need? Where are you at? Are you in another city? Well, we need to find the resources you need to get to where you need to go. Have you talked to your insurance about uh, a therapist? My, my insurance did that for me. Mm-hmm. So it's just the things to let women know. And even men, even though my products are women based, that your mental health has nothing to do with my products. It's mm-hmm. just the fact we're supposed to be here to help you. That village for mental health, that's that's just there. Nobody knows about it because people are trying to bury it. But no, we don't bury that. I'm not going to bury the truth that this is something that is really going on. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. You don't have a time to even think about doing your hair, brushing your teeth, you know, doing the normal hygiene things and all of a sudden you don't want to get up mm-hmm. um, from the couch or you don't want to get out of the bed. You just like every little noise that comes out of that child is like, you feel like, oh my gosh, you know, so overwhelmed and exhausted by it. And then to not have an, an, the, the partner helping you out in that situation where you're like bottle feeding, breastfeeding. I was breastfeeding, but I was also pumping the breast milk. So then he could partake in feeding when I wanted to get some sleep, because it was like every two to four hours. And I'm like, you know what? Let me, we'll do like switch off, you know, routine mm-hmm. schedule and say, you know what? I'll sleep for four hours or else I can get to sleep for eight hours or, or something like that, at least help out. But when you don't have that support, it's even more, it's overwhelming. And it's like, you know what? You get into a depression, you get into this, just the point of feeling like you're hopeless, you're helpless, you don't have this child wants so much from me and I'm not able to supply because I'm, I can't even take care of myself. And right. it's like, and you just, everything starts breaking down, you know, it's just, it's, and it's crazy. If you don't have that lifeline, you don't have that support. You don't have that background where you have a village to help out. It becomes, you don't even want to wake up. Don't even want, get up. You hear the mm. baby crying and you're just like, you know what? 
put the pillow over your head because you just don't want to deal with it anymore. You're broken. You're at the point where you're broken. And mm-hmm. it's not your fault that you're, you're not being a neglective parent, but people who don't understand what you're going through perceive it as neglect. And it's mm. like, that's not what it what? should that it perceive to be. It's, I, it's a call. It's a silent call for, I need help. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that you're talking about the postpartum depression with, with women. And you said men go, th- believe me, men go through I, my, um, when I was married at the time and I was pregnant, he had, the, <laughs> he had all this, the maternity effects, like the swollen ankles. I didn't get any swollen ankles. He did. <laughs> He was getting the pot belly and I'm like, are we both having twins? Are you carrying the one, the other one for nine months? And I'm carrying the other one for nine months. You know, we're both gaining weight at the same time and we're, we're moody at the same time. And, and it's, it's, it's so crazy how you're all connected, but when you don't have that connection Mm -hmm. from the time that you find out that you're pregnant and whatever situation goes on between you and your partner, it just affects your pregnancy to the point where you might not have the people say you have that glow and that joyous feeling of being, you know, a mother to be and and going through the emotions of happiness and joy and excitement. You don't get to enjoy that. You don't get to enjoy all of that because you're dealing with my spouses going behind my back, doing something not supposed to be doing. And now I got to call up and find out who, who this other person is. And then you got to chase him down and yelling and screaming and, and and having all these fights about what you shouldn't be doing running around in the in this and you got something good here at the house you know i'm just saying examples because this happens a lot girl you know what i'm talking about i'm just like going off on a win here <laughs> yeah, but, but it's like that like i tell when i explain the story my youngest son my youngest son um didn't open his eyes for two weeks like he was he was a quiet child um i think depression hit me because he was so small so i had to feed him earlier than I would have to feed you would feed a normal child every hour and a half every hour I would have to feed him because they felt he was too tiny mm-hmm. um, it was times where he would just be looking he wouldn't even be yelling sleeping like my child was very like very calm mm-hmm. and I tell people he was like the calm before the storm like he was the calmness that I needed but I was still fighting with that like my mind was still making me feel like he's crying just because he's his eyes are open like when I tell people like your mental has you your emotions in this funk that you don't know like I know you're not crying but my mental will not let me dictate that like mentally to understand and comprehend he's not yelling but my mind just wants to scream so bad like and I tell people it's one of those things like you don't know and that's why I tell people you have to it takes a village when people are having kids because people are killing themselves and their children. They don't know how to um, determine what it is they're going through or are not wanting to tell nobody what's really going on. Because of course people know about postpartum people mm-hmm. still leave people alone. Still people, people still jobs for one don't give people enough time off work. Yeah. By ourselves, bills still have to be paid. Kids still have to be taken care of, especially if you have multiple children. That's, that's enough as it is to try to take care of one child because I remember getting a baby ready, dropping another kid off to school. I'm not supposed to be driving, but he still got to go to school, but I still got to make sure he's away so I can breathe. Um, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, you would think that sometime your village would step in, but like I tell people, if you don't talk or tell people what's going on, they'll never know. Right. That's true. My first child was just like, 
I was <laughs> on him like he was glass. But now, like my third child, I'm like, oh, you, whatever, you know. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> you, you, like, you, fa- you fell. Oh, okay, we'll just wipe it off. You're good. And so, well, when my 25 year old, like, oh my god, oh my god, you know, like running around 911. Yeah. <laughs> I learn it's still a lot still, but it's a little bit easier once you have multiple or have more than one child. Yeah. Bit differently. You learn from the first time what to do, what not to do. It's just one of those things we just learn along the way still. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I used to buy the the most expensive diapers. And now (laughs) I'm like, then I went to like thinking I could be organic and started getting cloth diapers. I was like, I was going out of my mind. This the craziest things that I was doing, but now I'm like, get it at a the Dollar General store. I'm like, yeah, okay, one ninety nine for sixty sixty count. Okay, we're good. You know, it's like <laughs> before. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot different. Get a second round at it to to do things differently is definitely like a different. It's a whole different thing. So. Cause I looked at your website and you have like some cool lip glossy stuff and. um now, how do you create your products? And we said there was other products that you wanted to talk about, like for mommy and baby. People always see me as a creator. I'm the person that if somebody was to come to me with something that they want to create, I probably could break it down on how they could create it. Mm-hmm. My mind is there. Um, I tell people I'm kind of like the person that likes to be in the background, but I do hand make all my lip glosses. I go in there and I go in my little laboratory and I put it together and I make it work. It's the calm. And I tell people it's uh, something about creating. I may not sometimes do it for myself, but I'm always willing to do it for somebody else or give somebody the idea. Like I always tell people, I wish I could create people's music videos because I can take what they're saying and turn it into something like just the smallest thing. I can take it and turn it to something else. Try to get make sure that everything that I'm giving people is something that I've tried before, something that I like that I think that they would like when it comes to picking the lashes that I think people would enjoy. And then that kind of push me into um during therapy um like i tell people i do have a sense of dealing with grief for the last few years trying to really get into the grieving like they say sometimes we don't deal with it so mm-hmm. i learned to deal with it and that branched me into creating treats for people um i started kind of branching off into another small little business because like i tell people when you do something with love you want to give that to people you want people to feel good about it mm-hmm. um So I started doing that. But when it comes to the boxes, I always try to, in my city, try to find different places. I haven't had much luck, but I'm still looking into it. I'm trying to find different resources here where women of, could be women of color, could be anybody who deal with postpartum and try to at least once a month, maybe pick a mom they have who just had a baby and maybe we can put a self-care box together for her. That's awesome. It can have maybe some quotes in there to kind of get her through her day. Maybe a journal could be in there to, you know what I'm saying, journal her experience with postpartum. Some things that maybe some lavender things, things that are calming. You know what I'm saying? I know people who do different things in different businesses. So maybe somebody who makes a, a, a handmade body wash or a handmade scrub that they can use mm-hmm. um, just when they get in the shower or a candle that somebody makes. And the smell is like a calming smell, you know, just different things to show women like think nobody's paying attention and watching in reality. Somebody's watching. Somebody's okay. paying attention. Somebody wants to reach out and help. 
I really want to just make it big, send a foundation, maybe one foundation they can say, well, once a month, you can send us a self-care box and we'll send it to a person. And maybe another foundation will say, hey, we have women who need their hair done, maybe just a hair wash and need their hair straightened. I can handle that. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe it's women who needs, uh, she needs an outing. Okay, well, can we set up an outing where we go to a coffee shop and we're sitting down and I'm kind of figuring out what it is that she needs. So maybe mm-hmm. that way we can go, I can go back to the agency and say, well, she needs somebody to watch her kids a certain amount of days and maybe we can help her get a voucher so her kids can go to school. Um, and that way she has a break, like just different things that people don't think that really help somebody help somebody. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. So women they need the lavender i love it i love it the lavender candles and the mm-hmm. the scrub and all that and some some nice scented stuff yeah that's, uh, that'll definitely help somebody um yeah so it's still in the process i have two boxes i'm gonna do for uh two people that i know personally but my goal is to try to do it for people i don't know because a lot of times when people you know you're like okay what do they like what they don't like but if it's somebody you just like you know what I think they'll like this. I hope they'll like this. You know what I'm saying? I'm doing this from the heart. So, you know what I'm saying? Putting a handwritten letter in there so they understand, like, this is personalized. This is about you. This is not about me sending it. It's about you and how you receive it. So it's that's what the goal is to do. So I'm trying to get that process going um, and trying to get my first box, two boxes out, hopefully by the end of this month, if not by August. And then from there, trying to make some up, give myself like two weeks to get a box ready and then ship it out or uh, handmade deliver it. Or, um, you know what I'm saying? Ask somebody like, do you know somebody who's having a baby in maybe two or three weeks? Yeah, I know somebody. Okay, well, let me know. I'm going to mm-hmm. give you this information. I'm going to meet up with you, give you the box, and you give it to them. You know what I'm saying? Give them about a week or so. You take it home with their child, get settled, and then I want you to give them the box. Because at this time, they're home, they're comfortable, they're figuring it all out, and this box is going to hit them out of nowhere. So I want people to get time to get comfortable with their families, because a lot of times people rush and get into people's faces, and that's overwhelming, too, when we, oh, yeah. we want help. But sometimes it's like, listen, who? <laughs> Just one one at a time, y'all. Take a ticket, right. one take at a time, ticket, and like, wait in line. Uh, right, a whole house of people I can't do. I can do one or two every few hours. Somebody switch out, but yeah, everybody here at once. No, I cannot do that. That's that's overwhelming too, and people don't understand that. You can drive somebody crazy with a whole bunch of people too. Because once you have a baby, you can barely love yourself. So trying to love him and trying to love this baby—that is a lot in itself. Yeah, exactly. That is so true. I mean. I was just like, my mind is just racing on on ideas because I want you to grow. I want you to succeed because this is a very beautiful thing that you are doing for just mothers and babies and in the situations that we all as women have gone through with postpartum depression. We, we never know what it is that could make somebody feel good. The smallest thing. And it's just the, the least that we know of uh, that can change somebody's world around. Exactly. Um, exactly. So if anyone else, uh, if we have listeners who are listening to your this podcast, who want to mm-hmm. chime in on some other ideas, what would be the best place to contact you if you're wanting to have the other people kind of give you ideas about that? Because I think yeah. this, is a, this is a um, good step and good direction. Yeah. Info at bbsbeautybar.com. They can send all the information, whether they want to know about the self-care boxes, want to give some ideas they can do that so that way okay. i can keep it all on the bb's beauty bar um yeah. 
Now I have a number and they can also email. They can text. I usually tell people to text because I do still have a full-time job. So they can text their name or whatever. And I can let them know, like, whatever your time zone is, I can, you let me know what time it is now. We can set up a time, you know what I'm saying? Then I can call back and kind of get the ideas. Um, Because if somebody's interested in doing it or giving me ideas, then I can say, well, maybe I can bounce these ideas to you and you can do it in your city as well um, to help out. Or maybe if I do visit, you know what I'm saying, a city, then, you know what I'm saying, that'll be something that I may can do when I visit another city. But they can dial 904-328-7279. When they do text the number, it will pop up with like a random message because that is my business line. So it is a line that is functioning. It is a line that I physically see every day. Or they can email uh, Terria, T-E-R-R-I-A dot H-A-N-E-S at gmail.com. Just put in a subject, um, self-care boxes, baby boxes, um, things of that nature. So that way I know what I'm looking at. So if abundance of it does come in, I can put them in a separate folder and I can actually go through them without trying to be like, well, what's no subject? Like some people, <laughs> I know sometimes I do that. Like, what's no subject? I don't, I'm scared to open to no subjects because I didn't seen a lot of stuff where people say they open stuff. and uh, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's very true. That's very true. Yeah, so I don't so- want to go. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I love I love this idea and I'm so happy to have you here on the podcast. Now, quickly, can you tell me exactly what type of products that if someone wanted to go onto your website, what type of products would they be looking into if they wanting to order? What kind of things that you have? So we have lashes, we have matte lipsticks, we have tinted lip glosses, regular lip glosses. We do have wigs. A lot of them will either be already pre-made. Soon it'll be a, a area where they can get customized wigs done, which will more than likely start off pretty much locally because a lot of times you want measurements of people's heads. Um, mm-hmm. Now, if the person has their measurements already, then that's, that's perfectly fine. They'll have an option where people want to send their wigs in to get colored. I'm very big on color, coloring wigs or anything dramatic or anything simple. So they'll have the option for that. Um, we'll have the option for wholesale. If somebody wants to start a business, has a business, wants to add anything, whether it is they want to start making lip gloss, then I can give them the supplies to start. You know what I'm saying? Get a kind of hands-on of what they can do. And then also hands-on with being wholesale, uh, whether it's locally or wholesale lashes. Now I do a few makeup artists who do lashes. It's somebody in Alaska who owns a lash bar. They do wholesale through us. Um, We have makeup artists instead of makeup artists trying to buy from this person so many often. I now give you the option to buy as many as you want at a wholesale price. You can sell them at you making your money back because you're doing your your service as well as adding on, you know, I'm saying good quality lashes. But I'm pretty sure over time it may be a point that I may put on there the self-care boxes that somebody can purchase for somebody that they want to give as a gift. It's so many things that I'm trying to rebrand and really do because like I say, I want my site is still in the making. Because like I say, I've only been doing the site for a little bit of time, but you know what I'm saying? When they go on there, they can read, they'll see that I do hit on that subject about postpartum, about depression. I always let people know that we're just not just doing this because we like lashes. No, we're doing this for a reason. We're doing this to save somebody. Mm-hmm. My goal, like I tell people, my goal is to try to save one person as much, as many people as I can, one person at a time. You know what I'm saying? If I can save two at a time, 10 at a time, hey, I'm doing a great job. But yeah. I just want people to know that it's it's yeah. a lot, but it's worth it. Um, yeah, so. you uh, you are an amazing woman. I just thought that I just wanted to put that out there because um, not that many people who 
who do this. I mean, you taking the time out of your day, out of your life to dedicate your time and your passion into giving back into the community with the same people who are going through it now. And I think this is an amazing, amazing um, business that you have. It's just like I tell people, it's the smallest stuff that saves somebody. Yeah. The smallest, smallest thing can save somebody. Yeah. Um, I have had instances where I would walk down the street and um, just smiling at somebody and saying, hello, good morning. You look nice today. Wow. You know, or whatever, just a complete stranger or just like someone sitting on the bench and you, you hand them a flower or something mm-hmm. like that. Random acts of kindness is it goes a long way. Like the person could say, you know what? I was just about, I was just sitting here on the bridge, just thinking about ending my life. And you came up to me and you said, you look beautiful today, or you look so, you know, you have a wonderful day or here's a flower for you. I, I see you. And that makes a big difference. You're mm-hmm. Yeah. I appreciate you and what you do. Because like I say, just you helping people get stuff out there is amazing. Viewers, whether it's male, female, teenager, semi-adult, protect your mental, protect you. Go to a therapist, get therapy, whatever you need to save you because there's only one you. you can, nobody can replace you. Whoever you need to talk to, talk to them. If you can't feel like you can talk to somebody, please find somebody to talk to save you because we cannot make another you. Exactly. Very true. Very true. Well, it's so good to speak with you. Yes, ma'am. I appreciate it. It's an honor to even be able to stand in this moment right now. So I appreciate you for that. So you you. have a wonderful day and have a great weekend. Thank you so much. Thank you. You have a great day. Thank you for listening to Noise Palooza Zion podcast. I'm Jasmine Castillo, also known as DJ Jim Jam. If you are wanting to be promoted on my podcast, Please reach out to me if you are a small business, entrepreneur, musician, or artist. www.jasminecastillovoice.com Stay tuned for the next upcoming episode.